I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You are listening to PopX Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Captain's Log Supplemental. PopX Cast. Hasta la vista, baby. Hey guys, and welcome to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. I am Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at heart. We would like to welcome you guys joining us live in the PopX.Live chat room. Come and hang out with us. Join the conversation at PopXCast.com. If this is your first time tuning into one of our conversations, the first 20 minutes or so, we run down the headlines, everything that's been going on since our last show, and then we dive into the topic about halfway through Stick around. Geeky goodness is coming your way. Lindsay is joining me today. Lindsay, Hi. how you doing, girl? What's going hey on? Hey, guys. It's me. I'm Hi. Your favorite geeky Oki in for another week of geeky goodness. Um, if you guys are watching us over on Facebook Live, make sure you come over to GetVocal.com and join the live conversation here on this platform. That's where all the fun is happening. Don't miss out. Mm. And oh. Joseph Burke, baby, you popped in. How you doing? How you doing there, sweet thing? Oh, my God, you just as fine as a peach cobbler pie in the dead middle of summer in South Georgia. Juicy. <laughs> <That accent. laughs> I like that. You know, I reckon. Now, give me some of that uh, sweet tea and some some peach cobbler. Pretty good. Well, it, I may or may not had some fresh peach cobbler over the weekend. Oh. You go in Georgia. Of Georgia, you did. Georgia is what? The, the peach state. Thank you. Yeah, you gotta. Ha- it's like obligatory. You, you gotta, gotta have, have some. S- and gotta have some peaches. There you go. Atlanta, yeah. home of Coca-Cola. Georgia, right. home of peaches. I don't even like Coke. Yes. but I drink it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coca-Cola is not a sponsor nor endorsed by Popex Cats. All right, <laughs> no, so. <it's> not. <laughs> all right, guys. So I'm your host, Joseph Burke, Central Florida, seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. We'd like to welcome everyone right now joining us. Be sure to head on over to our Google Play and iTunes after the show and click on that subscribe button. Uh, catch up on some amazing shows from the PopX archive. And while you're there, we'd certainly appreciate, certainly appreciate you giving us a, <laughs> leaving us some love with a five star rating and review. Now, if you missed last last couple weeks episodes on episode 94 we were talking actually this austin burke's topic and uh it was really cool marvel cinematic universe predictions and and we had a really great show uh, a couple weeks ago for that check out our official website popxcast.com for this and other great shows from the popx's collective archive of geeky goodness and so kind of stemming off of what austin did a couple of weeks ago with predictions of marvel i was like but wait, Robert Pattinson just got cast. Oh, I, there's a lot of blue in that window right now. There is a lot of blue in that window right now. This is the most delicious Dr. Pepper I've ever had. All right, wait. Okay. I'm so thankful. Wait, let's all let's all let's wait, just pause for station identification while we hydrate. You ready? Three, two, one, hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Right. And so, <laughs> <laughs> it's all gone. Great it's Scott like a... Marty. It's all gone. One point twenty-one gigawatts. I also have our branded. Did you see the cups? Look at the cups. That's a that's, that's a that's a hydrate. that's how you hydrate right this there. This is how we hydrate, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that this is, is the so, proper way. That is pure magma in that cup right mm. now. She's drinking lava. But uh, so stemming off of the, what Austin did a couple of weeks ago, I came up with an idea. I was like, well, why don't we like talk a little bit more about some DC stuff? And since there's a lot of news coming out lately about DC Comics and then Swamp yeah. Things getting ready to release tomorrow, oh. there's a lot of cool things coming out in the world about a of DC. Sparkling bat or something? Sparkling what? Yeah. Take back. that back, Lindsay. No. Nope. Take it back. No. I'm scared. Take, take that what's, Twilight joke back. What's going on? Hey, you guys. Take it home, Lindsay. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Are you ready to dive into this week's nerdy, geeky news? All right. Extra, extra. Read all about it. This is Pop X News. Coming to you live right here on popxcast.com. All right, I will kick it off this week. We have, uh, my gosh, this is crazy, and this is just launched today. There was a trailer that came out literally this afternoon, uh, kind of giving the, the, the release date of the new Jessica Jones series. Jessica Jones' third and final run on Netflix has now been official, uh, the premiere date, thanks to a teaser which made its way online. Starting on June the 14th, the super-powered private investigator with a penchant for bourbon will officially return. Now, it seems as though she's found some new interesting cases involving people with remarkable abilities in New York City. That sounds interesting. The teaser opens with someone walking towards the door of the office of Kristen Ritter's um, eponymous character while the mysterious voice calls Jessica a fraud. Uh, the official synopsis oh, yeah. describes a new villain as a highly intelligent psychopath, yet his identity, his keyword, uh, is still under wraps. Now, catch the trailer now over on YouTube and gear up for Jessica Jones' final hurrah here on Netflix coming up on June the 14th. Now, it's kind of like sad news for a lot of us yeah. Marvel fans because we've got invested in this franchise. We've got invested in the characters and and Michael Coulter and it just uh, Cox and all of the guys. And now, you know, it's just like, this is it. This is the finale of Marvel on Netflix. Yeah. It's it's a Hopefully sad day. Hopefully this finale goes better. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think, what's your thoughts about this, Austin? Do you think they're going to end this, in this run of Marvel with the bang with Jessica Jones or you think they're just going to play the low road? I, I hope so. The, the fact that it was finished up before they actually knew they were going to get canceled kind of gives me hope, not in a finality kind of way, because mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to be a finale. It's going to leave a door open that will never get explored, unfortunately. But it's also this feeling of, like, I don't know if I'm as excited as I would have been because what's there to look forward to after this? You know, It's a finale. Yes, we can get excited about that. But this is it. It's like that Dark Phoenix just... Uh, I I just can't get excited, and I hate that feeling because I do like the character of Jessica Jones. But this season, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I hope it's good. I'm hoping that there's some some tie-ins. I would, I personally would love to see a nice nod to the MCU, like because we That'd never be got that official. Yeah. We never got an official like 
other than some hidden posters in the background that it's tied to the MCU, we never Small got references. Yeah, and we never got an official, you know, like appearance or right. anything. You know, really? there was no yeah. Nick Fury, there was no Coulson, or mm-hmm. none of that, and, and it was well, just. You guys have- if Disney buys Netflix, then they can just restart all the systems and <laughs> keep it going. That's, <laughs> well, you know, I, I kid, but I only half kid because it could quite possibly happen well, in the next year point. or two. You make a yeah. good point. I mean, but uh, I mean, just stemming off of what we just talked about two weeks ago, Lindsay, uh, Disney bought Hulu uh, outright. And, I know. So, just like, and, and you know Netflix is going to be struggling because you know they're not going to even mess with Amazon right now. No, so Am- no. Netflix Am- is like the last place at this point. I don't think, I don't know if Disney could mess with Amazon because Amazon is multiple entities under one house. Mm-hmm. You, you've got a streaming service. They have a warehouse of, of goods and, and mercantile stuff. And I don't know yeah. how you compete with a, a giant like that. Monsters. And, yeah. They're both monsters. Yeah. Behemoths so, yeah. in the industry. Well, let's roll into some comic book stuff. Do it. All right. Yeah. So in the comic book realm, Mike Minola's uh, Hellboy is a beloved character whose adventures still draw fans after 25 years. That's been 25 years. It has been. However, the world's greatest paranormal investigator hasn't had a lot of luck on the film. (laughs) (laughs) Back in April, Lionsgate released Hellboy reboot starring David Harbour and as the title hero, but the film was greeted with tepid response and never really recovered. Yeah, I heard that it didn't go so well. Sucks. So it now, was a bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was right. bad. Not yeah. even graceful. Look at this guy. Sucks. Um, <laughs> Hellsboy's box office run has come to a disappointing conclusion. Via heroic Hollywood, Hellboy was pulled from theaters on May 16th, just shy of five weeks after it was released. According to the numbers, Hellboy only brought in $21.9 million domestically and $18 Whoa. million internationally. Its worldwide gross is approximately $39.9 Whoa. million, which Whoa. is well <laughs> below oh the my God. box office of the first two. No. That's a bomb. Until Toro. You guys, that is a stinker. Hellboy brought Those in 21 numbers, Can we just have a moment of silence for the Hellboy <laughs> franchise right now? All right, so let me give you let me let me break this down for you. Avengers on its almost 6th week just raked in 16 million dollars. <laughs> All right, on its on its 6th week. Yeah, 6th week. They didn't even, the Hellboy didn't even make it to 6 weeks. 5 weeks it only pulled in 21. <laughs> Austin, you're the you're the film critic here. You've got to weigh in on this because I want to hear what happened right. to Hellboy. <laughs> okay, I was actually kind of had a little bit of high hopes for the, the lead at least. Well, oh. the, the actor was great. Yeah, the story. The oh my god, I love David Harbor. I think he's fantastic. And the Del Toro Hellboy movies—they didn't do horrible at the box office. They. I believe the second one got over a hundred million and they were on an upward trend. And then you have that long hiatus and they didn't want to give them the money to do the third one. And then you have this reboot that looked and kind of felt like a early two thousands comic book movie that didn't know what it was doing. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really like this director because he comes from a horror background and I love David Harbor. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest turd of the year. for me. When you, when you botch, 
a comic I kind of wish we would have done a show about it at this point, but it's like I don't want to talk about it anymore. When you watch <laughs> a comic book movie this bad, it hurts me worse than any movie that I had no anticipation for. Oh, no. I love the character of Hellboy. I really do. Oh, but yeah. the fact that you can take David Harbour, who's a good he's a good actor, and make this big of a turd surrounding he was enclosed in a turd. And there was no way for him to get out. <laughs> and, it, it, and the entire situation was just very smelly. He was and enclosed in a turd. He was enclosed Quote, in a turd capsule. And it was a complete mess of a movie. It was... Ho- I, nobody walking out of this, I guarantee you, nobody said, you know what? Comic book movie of the year. No freaking way. The movie sucks. It's horrible. I watched 87 movies this year. It, it's the worst. It's the worst movie. Go home. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Go home. I, I feel. Go home. Go home. Like just, this new generation has gotten got cheated. Just go buy yourself because, a Whopper. Right. Yeah. You know, the Ninja Turtle movies were turds. The Ghostbusters movie was lackluster. I wouldn't say it's turd fully, but it was lackluster. And now we have Hellboy. These are like titles from our childhood that they are just slaughtering. Yeah. Well, I think the problem is too, though. I mean, like like Austin was saying, there was some very sloppy writing in there, and there was no yeah. continuity whatsoever in the storyline. I mean, you you, it's not like they're trying to tell a story on a cinematic scale of twenty two films across eleven years. But my God, yeah. get your act together here, and at least come up with a script that gives justice to the actor that's in the suit of Hellboy. Right. Because that's a great point you David. Bring up. What's that? Not to interrupt you. So Endgame had to bring together 22 movies and execute on all facets and give us a story we've never seen before. All Hellboy had to do was be okay. Yeah, just if redo what you did before. Just mediocre. Mediocre. Okay. Yeah. Just redo what you character in David Harbour. Yeah. No wonder it didn't make any money. It was not. It was horrible. And Can you know, David say- Harbour went to Twitter this past week and he said, you know what? I blame Marvel for the failure of Hellboy. No. Oh, that's yeah. cheap. No, he that's did say that. Stab. Can yeah. we um just say, can we dig up the script and just redo it word for word? No. Would that be okay? No. <laughs> At this point, anything is well, better. Well, let's, let's move on from Hellboy. <laughs> and Austin, I think you're going to try to maybe bring us out of this rut of turdness. Trying to get you guys excited. Oh, about, uh, let's move. Let's move from Marvel to DC, though. Let's let's talk about some DC stuff. Let's do that. So there's some good DC. news uh, for the fans of DC's big screen supervillain team. Joel Kinnaman just revealed uh, that he will reprise his character in the upcoming sequel to the Suicide Squad. Speaking of turds, Kinnaman is getting ready. <laughs> the first one uh, to step once again into the boots of Rick Flag, whom he played in 2016 Suicide Squad. 39-year-old actor took up Instagram to reveal that he is easing into that squad prep <laughs> with like six people. Uh, James Gunn. James I feel Gunn's, like he was shouting that from the mountaintop. Praise God. Squad prep. <laughs> Did I do that right? James Gunn. The Suicide Squad, in all caps, originally uh, would have been a total reboot of the DC project. Eventually, Warner Brothers undertook a different path, and the project will serve as the Relaunch of the franchise. Sorry, one of the major. I'm still on prep. (laughs) One of the major changes is that Will Smith will not return as Deadshot due to the scheduling conflicts. Uh, The Suicide Squad is scheduled to be released on August 6th, 2021. Are you guys happy for Joel Kinnaman's return as Rick Flag? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Now I know I just talked crap 
about the first Suicide Squad. <laughs> but I am honestly, the fact that this is under James Gunn's control at this point, I am so excited for this movie. Yeah. Even these characters returning that maybe I didn't love in the first one, I'm very excited. How do you guys feel about this new Suicide Squad? I have full faith in the yeah. ability of James Gunn's talent and direction. I, mm. however, do not have full faith in all of the other hands that must touch said product. That's true. So I can't fully put my faith back into the DC realm because it's not solely James Gunn's call yeah. on how much of a good movie this is going to turn out to be. Well, you know, Suicide Squad 1 was definitely right up there with Hellboy. It was definitely all over the place, sporadic storyline, no continuity, a villain that just came out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden the credits are rolling, and I'm sitting there wondering, wow, I could have really spent that 12 bucks on something more better. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was okay. It was not a good... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I'll go see it. You know, I'll give it justice because it's James Gunn. James Gunn, that's the name. Um, but... Um, you know, having said that, I'm just like, eh. and I, knew, <laughs> I, I had our, we had, our, we had talked previously about Will Smith not returning because of his whatever he's doing. He I was doing Genie. Aladdin got he, in the way. Uh, I assume I don't that's know. what got in the way. And he's got that, uh, the one Will Smith v Will Smith. You guys seen that trailer? Yeah, um, Gemini Man. That oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had two things going on. So yeah. well, he's also doing that new uh, series from National Ge- Ge- Geographic, The Crazy Earth. Yeah. This crazy yeah. rock. I missed out on that news. That's yeah, cool. it's really cool. He's uh he's stepping into the commentary boots, and he's actually me and Alex have been watching it. My wife, and it's really a oh, good okay. series. You should check it out. The crate, this crazy one, crazy rock. I think's the name of it. Okay, that's awesome. But um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll watch it. Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, I'm not going to go in with any high expectations. But with a gun, you never know what to expect. But moving, joke at this next one. <laughs> moving on. Uh, that's why I kind of lined it up that way, Lindsay. Uh-huh. Uh, Call of Duty's <laughs> official Twitter account released a very short video today. It was only like 10 or 15 seconds long, teasing the reveal for 2019's Call of Duty title. Now, a, uh, it was later confirmed, and the announcement. The tweet has only the words "going dark," mm. quote unquote typed out as it's marked in a sensitive material post for Twitter. So you have to sign in and validate your age to see the post. On their Instagram page, however, the single post leading up to tomorrow's big announcement has been archived. If you go to Call of Duty's Instagram page right now, everything they've posted in the history of their Instagram page has been archived, and it's a wiped account. Whoa. For purpose. It, they are going hardcore with this. Now, if it, so if you need to check that out, you have to see it because they've had years of posts on Instagram and they've archived everything. It's gone. Oh, and man, could this so be the hint of a new title? Now, this was me speculating. Nobody's talking about this, but I'm thinking about this. Some fans are speculating like a modern warfare reboot. Very possible. But here's what I'm saying. I am thinking, now this back in the hands of Sledgehammer, I am thinking it's going to be Ghosts 2. Okay. Because so the way the, the way the trailer is Marketing and the way that the, the get it, they ghosted the text yeah. and the content. You get me? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm thinking it's going to be Call of Duty Ghost 2, uh, but it's still up in the air. We won't know. The clock is ticking. The date and time briefly come up on the screen as May 30th at 10 a.m. That is tomorrow. Wow. Um, as we speak, literally less than 12, 12 hours from right this point as we are broadcasting. Wow. 
Wow. So I'm excited for the new Call of Duty. I'm always excited. This will be the 16th copy of Call of Duty that I own in my in my repertoire of, of video games. So I'm very excited to have this. Oh, and um, maybe by the time, you know, I don't know, maybe we can play some Call of Duty when you're in Austin. I can kick your butt I, and black out. I do. You absolutely <laughs> will because I haven't played forever. But I will say I really like this because it feels to me like a total reboot of everything because the last mm-hmm. – Four or five games have been met with very mixed response. Well, Black and Black Ops Four was the best that they've had. Was it? In a, it, okay. it, was, it is okay. the one that actually sold the most over the time. And okay, but here, look at this. Everything on Call of Duty's Instagram is wiped. It's just one post and one image. Can you see yeah, that? Unless they're yeah, unless they're coming up with a whole new series that has something to do with Whiteout or something like yeah. that. Ghost makes totally sense when I, th- yeah. I think fans just want it to get back to basics like yeah. what did what did people love about the franchise in the first place before it got so saturated strip with just down everywhere. all the bull and mm-hmm. get down yeah. to shoot people. and fortnite came out and it really it really kind of forced their hand okay we can't do what fortnite is trying to do to revolutionize everything let's just go back to basics and i yeah. I, I think that's yeah. the route they're going so i i really like that and i, I respect right. the fact that they did that to their instagram page because that's huge man that's it is huge deal. it's a big leap Oh, can man. I can I just give some chat love right now, Sean? You are like dropping all the extra headlines tonight. <laughs> uh, Dark Crystal prequel series set to be released on Netflix August thirtieth, oh, and yeah. Masters of the Universe is set to be released on March fifth, twenty twenty one. Yes, so I I am actually really over there in the side. I'm really yeah. excited for the Dark Crystal series oh, on Netflix, great. and they actually went back to their roots and consulted. Uh, um, Jim Henson Studios for the puppetry. Yes. And so, if you so could ima- if you know how the puppets looked back in the 80s, can you imagine how dynamic yeah. uh, it's going to be beautiful. The movements are going to be The so movements fluid. are going to be so crazy. So I'm really excited oh. to see that. And they brought back some of the villains too, like the big vulture looking guys that's going around. <laughs> that's going to be cool, man. And the cast is insane, man. It's literally star. You got Mark Hamill, Taron Egerton. You've got, I mean, it's just one after another for like 20 people. So I think it's going to be awesome. And in terms of Masters of the Universe, they cast the Netflix heartthrob Noah Centineo as, as He-Man. You know, it's an interesting casting choice, but once again... I'm going to give him a chance because I think the guy has talent. He's the heartthrob. It's kind of the Robert Pattinson casting in, in its own weird way, even though this kid has not had near the experience Robert Pattinson well, has. But I think it'll be. I think it'll be interesting. Well, I, I think uh, you know he's he's going to have to get on the juice now. Uh, oh Lord, this kid, he, dude, this kid is he's, not. He is. Man, he's a Zachary man. Levi. They're going to have to do some with this boy because I mean, be yeah, he's he's going to have to get up here to Arnold Schwarzenegger level from 1980 to be able to be like this. I mean, yeah, and just... he's skin. He's not just like, oh, he's average. He's skin and bone. He's like, so he's going by the power that. of Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, come on, PGI can't fix that. <laughs> but steroids, yeah. It's come ter- on, roids. Hey. Those roids, though. That you roid rage. All right, Austin. Awesome. Lift, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you, Liz. That is oh funny. Gosh. All right. Awesome. What we got oh next? Oh, my gosh. We still have more game news to cover. There Guys, Konami has revealed Ooh. a complete lineup for the upcoming Contra Anniversary Collection. Okay. This collection includes a varied Contra titles from the original arcade game to Contra 3 
the Alien Wars for SNES. While specific release date has not been announced yet, this digital collection will be available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, the Switch from Nintendo, and PC via Steam this summer for $20. $20. $20. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Full Contra Anniversary Collection lineup includes Contra, the arcade, Contra NES, Contra Famicom, Super Contra Arcade, Super <laughs> C, NES. Contra 3, Alien Wars, Super Probotractor, uh-huh. Alien Rebels, a CNES, uh, Contra Hardcore, Sega Genesis, Probotractor, godly, I keep tripping over that one, the Sega Mega Drive version, mm-hmm. Operation C, Game Boy, and while four of these titles have already been announced for Contra Anniversary Collection, the newly revealed editions give longtime fans a wide array of Contra experiences they might not have had the chance to play in the past, including regional variants. Well, guys, if you like Contra, you are so fixed up with this one. And also, to Lindsay, to tag on to your headline there. Uh, Nintendo just released, and Konami also just released, uh, the Castlevania um, Anniversary Collection as well. And for $20, you can purchase and you get eight different Castlevania games across multiple consoles. And it's really cool, and it's available right now on the Switch for $20. You get get Castlevania 1, 2, and 3, Simon's Quest, NES version. I love Konami games. I love it. It's old school. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's old school. like the king of retro gaming. Yeah. So, pretty cool stuff. Austin, you are leading us into the PS5, I believe. And there's not a lot of oh. there's not a lot of stuff there. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to kind of maybe we can have a, a conversation about it. This is just came out last week, and uh, so Sony has revealed <clears throat> some of the high end specs for the new console, and it's going to be an 8K streaming console, and also it's going to be backwards compatible, which means. <laughs> if you own those old PS1 discs with Resident Evil on it, you're going to be able to play that game on this console. So, this is one reason why I appreciate Sony yeah. is because they've, with every system they've released, they have allowed at least some level of backwards compatibility with their systems, which just makes your customers even more loyal to you when mm-hmm. you release new systems. Yeah. And they make it, I mean, it's worth the investment. It, it adds value to your product when you do it. I agree. And I think uh, now, don't get your hopes up. PlayStation 5 is not releasing this year. It is it is slated for, I think, holiday season 2021. 2020. 2020. Yeah. So next Christmas, we're going to be having the PS5 in our houses. And this oh, thing is... Um, it- there's a video online on YouTube. Back for some reason. Sometimes they push them back, so it may be like a spring thing if they. It, it could be, but I mean, we don't know anything yet. But here's what we do yeah. know: Last week in a live stream on YouTube, Sony was doing a comparison test of the PS4 Pro, which is their highest end model of the PlayStation, and the PS5, and they were using Spider-Man's um, cinematic cityscapes, and they were trying to roll through it as quick as they could. And in that, they actually found, it was kind of like the whole audience was like, what? They were going through it so fast into the city and around that it was able to process and keep up multiple fractions of, wow. of data across. I mean, it was just insane. And it's going to be a hybrid AMD chip with a seven-core 
multi dual layer processor if i do do if i said that right but it's going to be it's going to be using amd technology but it's going to be a hybrid that sony is going to be marketing and patenting for themselves with amd it's going to be a crazy one Uh, Gabe over in the chat says that in the southwest region they refer to it as the playstation cinco wow if you're in german it's playstation fünf F-U-N-F. Fünf. See, null, ein, zwei, drex, vier, fünf. So, you're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what's going on right now. There's no reason why we hang out too much. I know. Well, we've reached the halfway point, guys. Are you ready to talk about some movies? Congratulations, everyone. Congratulations. Congratulations. We've made it to 9.30. 9.30. 9.30. And I do believe we're going to go ahead and roll that spoiler alert warning just because we're going to be talking about John Wick, Bright Burn, yep. and all of that stuff. And so we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. PopX is coming to you. Danger. You are about to enter a PopX spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned. All right, you have been warned, so let's talk about the first one up on the the ta- table right now. We were just talking about it, and it's Robert Pattinson being cast as the lead role for Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, in an upcoming reboot that's scheduled for next year. Is this next year or 2021, Austin? Next year. Uh, 2021. I okay. And rumors are coming around that um, Warner Brothers' plan for this is not just a one-off film but an entire complete saga of films over a span of time. Wow, wonder where they got that idea. Hmm. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me see. Let me think here. Um, <laughs> just saying. Uh, Twinkle a little bit. Hey, where are you at? What's, uh, so, <laughs> so where do you think? This is going to go, Austin. Do you think... I th- now, me and you have talked previously here on Pop X that we are both in agreement that Robert Pattinson is, is going to be a good call for this role. And when the news came out officially, I was like, everybody, you know, you always get... It reminded me so much of Heath Ledger. When Heath Ledger was cast as, as Joker, everybody's like, exactly. oh my God, this is going to be a horrible decision. And then we all went in that theater and he popped that guy's head down on the pencil. And I was like... Holy cow, that's awesome. So, <laughs> what do you think about Pattinson? Right. Dude, listen, we had a show a few a few shows back where we were giving picks for Batman and Robert we were. Pattinson was other than Richard Madden, Robert Pattinson was my pick cuz I mm-hmm. think he's the best one of the best decisions for the role. Listen, I know he's got the twilight stank on him. <laughs> Heath Ledger, a lot of people looked at Heath Ledger and said, "Well, that's the guy from Brokeback Mountain." Yep, still is. And then he did what he did in, in freaking Dark Knight, and he blew everybody away. And he's the best supervillain of all time. So it's like yeah. Robert Pattinson, man, I just watched Good Time with Madison, which is his, I believe, his best role the other night. The man is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, he's straight up a fantastic actor. And you can even ask him. He's been in interviews. He hates the Twilight movies. Like, really? I was watching a compilation on YouTube. And they were asking him, you think you'd ever come back if they brought the crew back together? And he goes, <laughs> he just started laughing. He just starts laughing. He hates those movies. He's not allowed to say he hates them, but you can tell he hates them. Because even though they almost ruined his career, they did shoot him into stardom. And because of that, he, he got the opportunity to work with really good directors. And the fact that he got cast in Christopher Nolan's new movie, mm-hmm. which just got a name, Tenet. Tenet. And it sounds 
awesome. The, some people are speculating it's a sequel to Inception. So that's got me excited. What? Yes. That they're saying Inception, Interstellar, and Tenet are all in the same universe, and they're saying this is the third movie in what will be a trilogy. That's the speculation. Inception yeah, and Interstellar is in the same That's what they're you saying. You just blew my lid, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my and- I'm like so excited right now. I know. This. There's a little I bit of it. urine just came out. I gotta go change. I'll be right back in not. Wow. Well, guess who your lead in that movie is, though? It's Robert Pattinson, man. I mean, he's got that movie next year, and then he's got Batman the year after that. Wow. If it does turn out to be that he's 100% confirmed, man. I'm so excited. All I need to feel a little bit better is for Robert Pattinson to get a bit more jacked. But Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. ben Affleck was not in very good shape, right? He was big, but he wasn't fit. They They put the suit on him that made him look fit. So I think style that they're going for i think robert pattinson is going to suit it very well and lost city of z good time mm-hmm. um there's one more that's fantastic i mean all three of those roles and every role he's been different and yes i do hate the twilight movies they're horrible but the the fact that he can shake that off and become batman is a testament to his wasn't affleck supposed to be portrayed as more of an older bruce wayne anyway so that's kind of why they weren't focused as much i think as being so super jacked he, it, he was like, the edge of retirement is kind of where they put Batman bat fleck at I he think. was i do think some of it had to do with the fact that ben affleck just didn't want to do that he's like because he's he such a big star at this no point cares about well that i think too yeah, I mean, if you recall just a couple of months ago after the release of justice league when that came out ben affleck went into rehab because of alcoholism yeah, he was struggling and yeah. you can just tell uh, that something wasn't right there and and wow. Here's what I'm excited for. Getting away from Affleck for Batfleck for a sure. minute. Um, I think that with Robert Pattinson, I think with the right training and stuff like that, I think that Robert's got a lot of potential. He's young. And I think from what I've heard, too, from from, from Warner Brothers le- uh, leaks, I guess, or, or whatever you want to call it. They, they release these little teasers every once in a while. They're looking at the detective approach of Batman, something yes. that's never been explored as much. Uh, because we got a little bit of that in Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton about you know him in the Batcave trying to decipher and looking over the video reels yeah. and, and mixing up the chemicals. But they're going back to the traditional roots of detective comics. And I, I think that it. is going to be a really good take on The Dark Knight that we've not seen before. The guy yeah. who can investigate any scene and scenario, the ultimate forensic expert. You're absolutely right, and that's actually – that's – Matt Reeves came out, who is the director. He came out and said, yeah, that's the route we're going, so I'm mm-hmm. so pumped about that. This is the guy that brought us Dawn and War for the Planet of the Apes, oh. and I think that's, that's one of the best trilogies of all time. It's, and if you yeah. take a look at like the cinematography in that movie and just the look and the style, that Beautiful. to me is Batman. Man, it's gorgeous. It's dark. It's gritty. freaks you out in its own special way, and I really think that's going to work so well for Batman. I'm yeah. so excited. Do you think we're recapping origin story yet again for the 500th time in this one? So. It no, doesn't have to be. So. I don't think it has to be done. I think it, they're going to just dive right into the movie plot, and it's going to just take hold, and we're going to be on for a hell of a ride. Now, yes. I think I know. I'm I kid about Sparkle Bat and Twinkle yeah, I know, and yeah. all that stuff, but I I don't think it's a horrible choice. Sparkle Bat. I, I mean, he's definitely a very you know he fits. I'm sorry, I didn't get the memo oh. on Sparkle Butt. Sparkle Bat. Oh. Sparkle Bat. Oh. <laughs> there was no butts. 
Okay. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> Got a little excited there for a second. I was like, hey. Um, um, but I, I think, I think I'll, you know, I would be more willing to give that character to him than I would be Ben Affleck. Yeah. And I'm still I'm not. Well, you know, to anybody <laughs> out there here, let me, let me, let me just put this in perspective for you guys out there about Robert Pattinson. If you have sure. any questions or doubts about his ability to get into this character, let me remind you of another actor who was always, he was stereotyped as one specific role, and then when he broke out and did his own thing, he came back and he actually blew us all away, and that's John Krasinski. Do you remember John Krasinski from The Office? Yes. Okay. So John Krasinski. And that was such a molded role. Right. Jim and Pam, we saw that play out all the time. um, Right. Jack Ryan, aren't you? I am talking about Jack Ryan, and I'm also talking about 13 hours. So if you think about John Krasinski, when he was in that role, John Krasinski was, I mean, everybody knew he was the geek, the nerd in The Office. The nerd, the comedian. All right, so The Office ended, when The Office ended, we're talking about John Krasinski, how he was branded, Austin, as one particular role, and then he came out and he started doing all these these crazy action action films, films, and now... And that, now he's going to be Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I hope so. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if anybody's got any doubt about Pattinson being the role of Bat, I'm reminded of John Krasinski being the nerd, but now being the beast on screen. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's even go all the way back to Michael Keaton. Oh. Michael Keaton was known as a comedian. He was the short guy that couldn't get in shape. He was too funny. Why Beetlejuice? Is he Batman? Beetlejuice? That's our Batman? Dude, come on, man. He was great as Batman. So it's 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 that stigma, man. When, when you're known for something that maybe people, and not that people didn't love Michael Keaton, they just didn't think he could shift genres like that, right? Mm. Robert Pattinson, he's known for this thing. He went undercover for a few years. He said, I'm not going to do another big franchise until I establish myself as a good actor. And I think he's done that. And the big role that he takes, it's the biggest. Yeah. So and I, I, think, I love that. And I think, you know, as we're wrapping up this segment of, of, of the discussion with, with the Batman 2021, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out, a lot of rumors, a lot of leaks, a lot of this, yes. a lot of that. And uh, you know what? It's just going to do one thing for Warner Brothers, and that's generate hype. Because everybody's going to go see the film for themselves to make their own assumption. And I think people are going to be genuinely blown away. I agree. All right. Just please don't make it a turd. That's all I ask. Uh, I don't think it's going to be. I think think that Warner Brothers has learned from their mistakes. So. All right, so moving on uh, to the second movie of the night. Uh, Lindsay, unfortunately, you didn't see these next two. So we're going to, we're going to roll. Oh, We're going to rely on your colorful Wick. commentary, though. Oh, I'll do my best. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about John Wick 3 next. And uh, this is a fantastic film. Now, um, hold your heart. Don't, don't, don't freak out. I hadn't seen John Wick 3 one week until the John, uh, John, any of the John Wick series until oh, one week before the 3 came out. Oh, really? Wow. So I was, I was literally on the end of the train on that one uh, yeah but it was all fresh in my mind which was yeah, great that's awesome man i wish i could have done that way to do it yeah but i had never seen the first john wick film and, wow. and let me tell you something 
I'm glad I did what I did because I watched them in consecutively. I, Lindsay can tell you after night, I want to go watch John Wick too. And she's like, okay, goodbye. And we were talking here on Get Vocal one night and, and uh, it was just great. And, and John Wick 3, out of all of them, my God, is the best film I have. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Keanu Reeves, is he like 51, 49, 51? Yeah, like he's, right, he's almost right at 50. Yeah. And he's doing this at that age? Dude, and he he barely even has a stunt double in the movie. I know, that's what I was getting ready to say because he was just on. Um, Keanu Reeves is fifty four years old. He's almost sixty. No. September second, nineteen sixty four is his birthday. No way! Wow. That's crazy. To see what he does on the screen versus yeah. his age—that is mind blowing. You know he's got to take two Advil every day before he. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. right? Well, I think well he he is um. He, He's a master of Taekwondo and, yeah, and several martial right. arts. So he, he has his body and his, his, his center. He, he knows exactly where he's at and what he's doing. And uh, just the fact that he's doing 80% of his own stunts in all of these films, mind-blowing. And now there's talk of a Matrix 4 coming out where yep. they're going to be uh, rehashing that again. And he said he's all on board. He loved the Matrix series. Yeah. And so I think that John Wick 3, not only did it... The storyline continued from one and two, but my God, it blew it into a whole new realm that I did not expect going into. It, we had this whole thing where he had 80 minutes to get out of the city. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's a reason why we rolled that spoiler alert warning. He was basically excommunicated from, um, uh, what is it, the table? Is that what they call it? The high table. The high table, yes. So he was he was excommunicated from that, and and at the end of end of uh, John Wick two, they were telling him you've got eighty minutes to get out of the city. Yes, and then I remember everybody that. started. You know, the phone started ringing. They started yeah, watching him going down the, the street. And started coming after him, and yeah. that's immediately right where John Wick three picks up. He is literally he is reconning through through New York, trying to get out of the city. And everybody's out to kill him, and that's where he, just literally the movie starts. But in the first minute, there's chaos going all over the place. Urban warfare. It was insane. Yeah. And then um, it was just a fantastic film all the way through. And I thought the storyline and the continuity and the characters that were introduced. Halle Berry's character. Oh, she's great. Halle Berry. I hadn't seen her in a while in, in, in a role like this. Uh, I think the last time I saw her was like in a Mission Impossible, was it? Something uh, like that? She was in Bond. She, Bond. She was, Maybe it was she Bond. Did Bond. Yeah, yeah, she did but, She's 52 as well. Cool. Well, she does not look 52. More like a 36er. She's a 36er all the way. Yes. But um, it was just really great. And, you know, the cinematography, the action, and the fact that he's riding a horse down the bridge. Was it the Brooklyn Bridge with samurais? What? <laughs> what? Dude, I was on the edge. I was like this the whole time on the movie. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I was literally gripping the seat. And if you're into those kind of action movies with nonstop, just when you think the battle is going to end, it just keeps yeah. on going. It does. And it was just amazing for me. But it did. One of the things I really, truly did love about it, and Austin, I want to hear your thoughts on it, then we'll, okay. we'll roll in with our own review. But I loved how it immediately segued into a potential fourth chapter. Yeah. Right at the end. And so we we know, and Keanu Reeves already signed on, I think 2021, John Wick 4 is coming out. And it's going to literally pick right up where, you know, yeah. and it's going to be crazy, dude. And he doesn't have a finger now, so he, his finger's gone. Yeah, I forgot about that. Hey, hey. Dang. Yeah, he, 
chopped it off at the, at the high hand no, table. Dang. So awesome. Before I give my review, I want to hear what you thought about John Wick 3. Yeah, man. I echo off of most of the things that you said. I, what I love about these movies, this series as a whole, is instead of this super close-up shaky cam action and not being able to tell what's going on the entire time, you get a lot of wide shots. Mm -hmm. And the director of this movie and the co-director of the first, he also directed the second and third by himself, he is his former stuntman. He's Keanu Reeves' former stuntman, wow. right? So he has a stunt. Yeah, so his first movie was John Wick. Wow. And he's now, now, now they're saying he's going to direct the Highlander reboot because. What? Wait, 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 whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. They're rebooting yeah. Highlander? Rebooting Highlander with the director of John Wick. What? Yeah. That's man. awesome. Yeah. So wow. it, as, as soon as he has some free time, he'll be doing that. But man, he's got the eye of a director. <clears throat> he knows how to do certain things with actors who maybe aren't the best at. Listen, Keanu Reeves, I freaking love the guy. Yeah. Doesn't deliver dialogue the best. But he's so good as this character, you don't care. When he goes, yeah, yeah you don't care. You giggle, <laughs> you giggle deep down because yeah. you're like, yeah, that wasn't very good. But it's Keanu Reeves and he's John Wick, so you don't really care. And I love that he has that stunt background to bring us this incredible yeah. action. Yeah. And you can see it. He you know the physical limits. Exactly. Double, so you can challenge your yes. other fellow stunt double peoples. I yeah. totally respect that and appreciate that. Yeah. From he, he knows the ins and outs of everything, and it's not uh, Taken 3 where it's cut, 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 just for one jump. Like, you get wides, you get long shots. It's such, it's such a beautiful-looking movie. Three. And then, to, seriously, dude, that movie sucks. <laughs> but you, you have, and I like Taken 1, but you have a story that continues from 1 and 2 into 3, and it expands. You could tell the budget got bigger as well. And by the way, this movie at the box office, it crushed. Yes. It absolutely crushed because the first one barely made any money opening weekend. The second one made about 30 mil opening weekend. This one, 57 million opening weekend. That is an exponential increase. It's nothing like we've ever seen in an action franchise. And it's because people have grown, have learned. And like Joe went back and watched the other two movies this week. I'm sure yeah. there were millions of people doing that. I saying, did. Hey, what are these low-budget action films? Oh, my God. I have to see the yep. third one in the theater. And this was such a communal experience. Everyone in my theater freaking out, screaming. Same. There was a group of oh, guys. Yeah. They're like, don't go in there. Don't do that. And then when he's fighting them with the books, man. Dude, the book fight the in the book library. Fight. <laughs> There's a book fight. Okay. There's a book fight. There's necks like, being breaking, jaws being exposed. <laughs> He kills somebody with a pencil in the second one. He kills somebody with a book in the third one. He's gonna kill somebody with a notepad in the next one. Like it is, it is just nonstop. Like creative. How do you think of that? How do you think of John yeah. Wick on a horse fighting samurais? Next time, and let him have a free for all. <laughs> did you all? Did you all know? And I did. I had to look this up. So Joe, you know the villain, right? Yes. The, the main villain at the end that he fights. Did he seem familiar to you? Do you know who that is? He seemed very familiar, like the okay, ball-headed samurai. Ball-headed samurai, yeah. Have you ever watched Iron Chef? Yes. You know the guy that reveals the ingredients? Onions! That's the guy! No What? He, that's what I said. He's the villain in How John... random! Yeah. Wait, is he an actual kung fu? Or, uh, he must be. Yes. He must be. He knows kung fu, yeah. Dude, I... Because I'm like, okay, I recognize that guy. I'm going to go on IMDb. I looked him up. 
I start seeing Iron Chef, Iron <laughs> Chef, this Iron Chef that I'm like, what? Is this the ingredients guy? So I go and I watch his compilation. It's the guy. <laughs> All I did was shave his head. <laughs> it's the, so onions. <laughs> it's the onions. Like, I love it. Garlic. Well, I love this series too because, like, the first one had the Allstate commercial guy, like as one of the sidekicks. This one has the the chef from the guy from Iron Chef. Like, it's. The people that they bring in, and then bring yeah. in Halle Berry, and you've got the well. Don't forget, don't forget. In, in um, was it uh, John Wick two? They brought in the guy from Call of Duty, the the uh, yes. the neutralizer <laughs> from from Call of Duty, and he was just oh my god, he was like, <laughs> I just like I was like okay, there he is, well, cool. And, well, that's the thing about the series. Hello, and my I think, friends. I think every movie has had a character from Game of Thrones, an actor from Game of Thrones, because the first one had Theon. This one has uh, the sidekick to Cersei. Like every movie, they they know what's going to attract people and yeah. what's going to make people stick around through this franchise. And the fact that the action's so good, I could go on all day. I need to stop. Yeah. But, no, no, no. Uh, Joe, if you can't tell, man, I freaking love this movie. One of my favorite movies of the year. All right, so I want to go ahead and review this one. I'm going to go with an 8.9 for John yeah. Wick 3. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm right behind you, man. I'm going 8.8. I thought it was incredible. I loved it. Uh, wow. Just a great all-around movie, man. And we had, my we, takeaway is if you want to be successful in life, learn Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> or be Keanu Reeves because I hear he's the nicest man in Hollywood. He's the nicest man in Hollywood, Keanu Reeves. Love him. Yes. All right, so we got ten minutes. Let's talk about Bright Burn. This is the Guns Brothers' uh, first introduction into a horror superhero verse, if you will, where they are taking um, they are taking motifs from DC Comics and creating a multiverse that is uh, very evil and very demonic and very tormented and demented. Um, and so, uh, so I got to see this with Mike. Mike can't be here tonight cause he's got to get up early and work in the morning. He works at Delta, oh, no. but, um, I saw this with Mike and Alex up in Atlanta. We got to go and, and experience this in, in, in Atlanta, Georgia together. And, you know, it's one of those movies that you can, you, there's a lot of suspense building up and it's just like, you could tell that there's something going. And I'm kind of glad that they stayed within the family and the farm, the community and the town. And they kept the, you know, they didn't expand beyond those horizons. And that kind of kept those, those players and characters very familiar in the storyline. And, uh, it was pretty crazy for me because, you know, knowing, knowing Kal-El's origins and Superman, uh, much like you know, a mother wanting to have a child, and and the Briar family, they're wanting to have a kid, and they can't have a kid. Uh, and they're they're having some issues with that, and then all of a sudden, one night, you know, she's she's at her wits end, and this this thing crashes in the in the forest behind their house. It's a spaceship with an infant inside of it. We don't know where it came from. Does that sound kind of familiar? Because it kind of familiar to me. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> yeah. All right. So you know, instead of Kent, the family is Briar. Uh, like yeah. Briar ice cream, and uh, it is in Kansas, Briar, Kansas. Uh, no, mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, uh, Bur- Brightburn, Kansas. Brightburn, yeah, Brightburn, Brightburn, Kansas. And so um, it was really interesting as he grows up, you know, and he's starting to understand this. And there's this one scene when he just he he, he yeah he's trying to to figure out his his abilities, and he goes and he's starting to mow the grass, and he's kind of furious, and he just slings the lawnmower over into a field and it's still yeah. running and he just goes over and puts his hand right into the spinning blade and the, and the whole thing just blows up and stops dead and his hands completely untamed 
And I'm like, holy cow, it's just, it's just a crazy, there's so many, I'm surprised that Sony wasn't sued by Warner Brothers. Oh my God, yeah. Because of just so many Somebody's copy, like, no, it's like openly blatant Superman is. copying. 100%. I mean, it, from the laser eyes to the strength, breaking the little girl's hand and, and the class, yeah. Um, it was definitely like, I'm like, holy cow, how are they doing this, you know? But yeah. at the same time, it's really interesting seeing, uh, was it, uh, James, what's James Gunn's brother? Um, was it uh, Jay? Uh, uh, it's the Gunn's brothers. They're in this together. Yes. And it's got yes. James Gunn's picture stamp all over it because you can just it tell does. it's a feel. It, 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 it feels like James Gunn. Mm-hmm. And um, but for me, the cinef- cinematography was really awesome because it kind of yes. like with the low lying uh, fields, you get the corn kind of whistling, and it kind of it kind of looked like uh, Man of Steel a little bit. It did. You remember the Man of Steel trailer when it, when it when the camera pans down on the corn fields and it says yes. Kent on the mailbox? We get the same pan, but it says Briar. I'm like, oh, whoa! Oh my gosh, that's just too much. Yeah, it's definitely carbon copy. But uh, for me, I really enjoyed it. Now, I, yeah, there were some there were some issues with it. I mean, it's not the best story, but yeah. this story worked for me, whereas Hellboy did not. <laughs> this story worked for me. It had a it had a great uh, uh, opener, had some good middle action, and a and a and a decent finale. We got some answers there, and yes. uh, you know, I, I was like, okay, start to finish, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it. You know, it's not it's not up in the ninety percent range, but I enjoyed it. Austin, yeah. what's your thoughts on this? I, I'm with you, man. I, I like the. I didn't love it. Um, I honestly wanted a bit more from it. But the best thing, and I know you, we text each other about this. The best thing about this movie is James Gunn's stamp, and that's that's kind of my my thoughts going into the new Suicide Squad too. Is like even if the studio tries to botch it, I, at least it'll be slightly redeemed by James Gunn because, and once again, he didn't. And my issues with this movie come within the directing. And James Gunn didn't direct it. He's just like this executive producer. Right. So if James Gunn would have had the time, he doesn't have the time, but if he would have had the time to direct this, I think it would have been much better. But I do like the, right. the look of the entire movie. Like Joe said, it did feel like a Man of Steel ripoff in its own kind of funny way. Not, mm-hmm. not the movie's funny, but the fact that they're ripping it off that point blank to me is like, okay, I kind of like that a middle finger to yeah. Warner Brothers. But then again, you have a story <laughs> that I think – could have been explored a bit more like to me this this story was kind of surface level because you get exactly what you expect which for me worked right yeah but never get any deeper it throws you in you get the the superman retelling in its own way and then it goes bad in the end the trailer kind of the trailer kind of spoiled a lot for me dude this the trailer spoiled the whole movie yeah, the, 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 there are key oh, moments oh, in that right. film. Yeah, there's there's key yeah, moments the in the trailer that are in the finale of the film. Yeah, yeah. They have the the lawnmower thing, like Joe was talking about, was in that because yeah. I saw that. And yeah, yeah. One of the most one of the most tension filled scenes in the entire movie is when he's going after the old woman in the diner, and that's that entire scene's in the trailer. And it for is. me, that kind of that kind of took me out. Like I feel like I would have gotten more out of it if I would not have seen that prior to going in. Correct. I still think that was handled well. Like all of the shots were handled well. And I think the acting was good. Elizabeth Banks in this movie is the yeah. mom. She's really good. She was. Like, her display of emotion is awesome. And I even thought the little boy was good. Fun fact, that's the little boy. Scott Lang. Young. Did you see that? I thing? saw yeah. that. He yes, played, the, he played young, young Ant-Man in, in the well, time machine. 
I, I watched cool. Avengers Endgame the day before, again, the day before I watched this. So I was like, did I just see this kid? No, I didn't just see no. this kid. And I looked at him like, oh, that, that was the kid, the quick The, the kid, okay. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay, that was cool. But he was good. And uh, my big issue was I didn't think the directing was great. I thought the editing was a little weird. The, the scene transitions, they seemed a bit quick. I think this movie was kind of squeezed together when it had – it should have had more breathing room. I think the script called for it to be a little bit longer when they kind of squeezed it together. But I get why they did it. And the movie, you look at the numbers and you wouldn't think it did well, but for the barely anything, a chicken nugget and a drawstring budget, then I, I think... Nugget. I chicken think nugget for, and a drawstring? I, I may I have think, to remember that one, Austin. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. I don't chicken, know why I thought of that. Hold on a minute. Chicken nugget and a drawstring. I, I think the fact that they did that... Um, on that budget and did make a decent chunk of change. Oh, and Joe, did you hear this? Hold on. I, I'm on <laughs> and a drawstring. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I, I got I you. I think we're actually going to get a Brightburn universe because now they're saying. Well, I was getting ready to hit on that Are too. Are you going to get to that? Yeah, yeah go ahead. No, I was just going to say because right at the end, yeah. we get Yondu himself, Michael, Michael Rooker. Yeah. He yeah. comes on right before the credits and he's like this YouTuber. And he's talking about things in the paranormal world. And here's what he says. And if you got to listen to what he says, there's a witch out there with a rope killing people. All right. So who is that? Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. There's a guy under the sea that's killing people. Who's that? Mm-hmm. Aquaman. Aquaman. That cool? So they are setting up their own horror verse in the Sony franchise. And, cool. and, you know, Austin, I understand what you were saying about, you know, there's a lot of stuff there that they could have expanded on. They could have made it a full two-hour film, whatever, you know. And I understand that. But honestly, I think I think they, they played it safe because a movie like this is just like you don't really know how it's going to go or how it's going to be received. Yeah, yeah. And – and it was it was kind of like exceeded their expectations because they didn't think a lot of the fanboys from DC or Marvel would come and watch the film, but they did. And they did, and it was they well did. received. Audiences gave a great score. Yeah, like, and like I, I think I think you know I'm not I'm not going back to Hellboy, but if Hellboy would have at least had some kind of continuity yes. to it as what Brightburn has, yes. it would have been so much better. Dude. Harbor Harbor should have got a lot more justice from that script. Oh, him. Yeah. I feel bad for him because he is a great Hellboy. I, I do too. But I really loved Brightburn because of the acting, like you said, I, I just the boy and everything was just phenomenal. My favorite scene is when him and his father tried to take him out into the woods. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Father yeah. took him out in the woods and his father knew what he was capable of and he had a rifle and tried to shoot him in the back of the head, and him being with Superman, it just kind of dinged off the back of his head, and he turned around, and he knew his father was trying to kill him. He just grabbed him by the skull and used his laser eyes and blasted through his brain, and he, every bit of that was on screen. It's a it's a heavy, hard R. Oh, my. They it's went, a very hard R. James Gunn, like what he did with Super, if you guys have ever seen Super, that movie is so filled with violence and gore. I'm like, they're not going to bring that to Brightburn. Oh, you bet they brought it to They brought it to Brightburn. When that guy's jaw get like, there's... Oh, the guy's jaw. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Violent moment. Wasn't that the guy from Breaking Bad? Yes, it was. Okay. And it took me a bit to recognize him, but I'm like, yep. I can understand that raspy voice he is. (laughs) Yes, yes. Wasn't it like Roach or something? What was his name? I can't remember. Uh, oh, it's killing yeah. 
Anyway. Um, but, uh, all right. So we're yeah, going to. Really yeah, good. it was. So I'm going to review. I'm also want to hear your review too. I'm going to give Brightburn a 6.8. Okay. Awesome. I, I'm going positive as well, man. Six, uh, 6.2, I believe is what I gave it. 6.2. 6. Uh, uh, yeah, man. I liked it. I thought it was good. You know, there, I've given a lot of. I feel like 2019 has given us a lot of good movies, not great movies, a lot of sixes and sevens out of tens uh, with the occasional John Wick and Avengers Endgame, of course. But, man, it's another movie that for me I can look at and say, if I get more movies out of this franchise, I'm going to go in, as long as James Gunn is behind the helm of all of them, I'm going to go in and and expect a good movie. And I think that's what we got here. We got a a solid movie with – a solid starting point for a potential a potential new franchise. So I think that's really cool. I think you know what, and we're wrapping up the conversation here. We had some really great conversation tonight about Brightburn, John Wick three, and of course uh, Robert Pattinson assuming the role as the Batman. We want to hear what your predictions are. If you guys want to leave a comment or let us know on our YouTube or Facebook feeds, what do you think is going to happen of all this? We want to hear what your your rumors are, what your your theories could be. What do you think is going to happen with the new Detective Batman? Do you think that the Brightburn series is going to spawn a new horror franchise for Sony. And what do you think about John Wick 4? Where do you think that's going to go with the high table? So it's going to be really interesting to see where all this goes. And uh, Austin, another great episode in the books, bro. 95, bro. Yeah. I mean, this was... This was an episode that covered all corners of the world. We had John Wick, Brightburn, Batman, but I think it went super well. You guys can find me on the Twits at the Birkinator and on YouTube, of course. And I'm competing in a special event next weekend, Underwater Basket Weaving. They have their own Olympics. You guys can check that out on the AssociatedPressStylebook.com. Um, I am Austin Burke. You guys can find me on YouTube, like I said, and we are part of an amazing Network called the Gonna Geek Network. <laughs> I'm basket weaving. Don't mind. Are you yeah, yeah. I'm doing the basket weaving. <laughs> Practicing. Practicing. <laughs> more geeky. Head over to gonnageek.com and check out some amazing podcasts on our home network. Connect with us on social media. You guys can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Pinterest. All at Pop <laughs> Cast. Send some comments and suggestions to us via email at popxcast at gmail.com. Also, for future and past shows, ooh, uh, visit our official website at www.popxcast.com. All right. Well, while Austin catches his breath over there, I am Lindsay Badger, and you can find me looks at LR Badger on all the social places amongst the interwebs. Are you, what? what? <laughs> Happening. I don't know. I think he's trying to be Pennywise for a minute. I don't know what's going on over there. What's you want a you want a balloon, little kid? Um, a balloon. <laughs> Austin, I got a question before I do my wrap up spiel. Is your is your yeah. is your is your thing going to be streamed live so we can watch this competition as it unfolds? Dude, we got we got them underwater cams, and I'm I'm gonna be upside down, and I'm gonna be like, <laughs> just old. <laughs> it's, it's wow. Crazy. I think Jason Momoa would probably be proud of you right about now. I think I think I've been. Proud. That's what I think. So All right, guys. I am Joseph Burke, aka Joseph Burke Arts, all over the internet. Of course, hats off to my amazing team, PopX. Uh, guys, I could not do this without you. Lindsey Badger, Austin Burke, and Mike Ippolito up in Atlanta. He could be here tonight, but he will be back next week. Uh, we're going to be back for a really cool show. That's it for this episode. But hey, join us now on episode ninety-six as we're going to be talking about X Men. 
Dark Phoenix and the end of a 20 year saga franchise for the Fox network as the characters officially transition over in the hands of Disney. Now I will say this before we end the show, there was a really cool trailer that was released today by Fox, which showed the yearbook of X-Men. And in that, if you go to rogue, when it goes to rogue, it says her favorite movie, the official branding has happened with Disney favorite movie, Captain Marvel. Wow. So nice little subtle nod there to the MCU. All right. So from all of us here, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we will see you next time uh, right here on PopX Cast. So, uh, yeah, get your geek on and do all that wonderful stuff that you do. And, and yeah, just, you know know what I'm saying? All right. Goodbye, Joe. Later, Tater. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Have a good one. From everyone at PopX Cast, thanks for listening. Please make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash popxcast, and click the follow button to get our live stream notifications. Drop us an email, popxcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out this and more great content on the Ghana Geek Network at ghanageek.com. Get your geek on! <laughs>